Well, hello there. Welcome to Wednesday's Richie Allen Radio Show, broadcasting live from Salford City. Tis myself. It's four o'clock here in the great city. Thanks for finding me. Do join in today. Use the app. Use the website to comment. I'm only looking forward to hearing from you. It's going to be a good show, I think. Yes. It's the BBG, not the BBC. This is your Richie Allen Show, live from the magnificent city of Salford. It's the Richie Allen Show, broadcasting live on richieallen.co.uk and multiple platforms around the world. And now, here's your host, Richie Allen. Yeah, there's a lot going on uh, across the pond, as it were, so I've invited me old pal Maria Heller to come back on the programme for a conversation. It's never dull, always interesting, always challenging. Maria will be on the programme a bit later on. Before that, though... Lots. There is, is there ever a time when there isn't lots to talk about? There is lots to talk about. As I've already said, join in the way you ordinarily do. Uh, join in. I've got to mark this, I suppose, because my, my, my Waterford listeners would be surprised if I didn't mark it. But John O'Shea, one of Waterford's greatest sons, John, who had a stellar career at Manchester United, and then he later on in his career went on to Sunderland, didn't he? And did well for Sunderland. And who played 118 times for the Republic of Ireland, which is amazing. Uh, John has been announced as Ireland's interim soccer manager. He's going to take charge of the team for a couple of friendlies uh, coming up. He was an assistant to the recent manager, Stephen Kenny, before Stephen Kenny moved on. But it's a great thing for people from Waterford, regardless of which English soccer team they support. Because John is one of our own, and one of the nicest guys you could ever meet as well. It's uh, only fair to say that. It's a shame his old dad, Jim, who passed away a few years ago, is not around to witness it, because uh, another lovely man, Ferrybank people, the O'Shea's, and I'm delighted for John. I wouldn't be the biggest fan of international soccer, but I'll be certainly looking at Ireland's games now that John is in charge, at least even on a temporary basis. So well done, John O'Shea. It's a great soccer city, is Waterford. There's no doubt about it. And Waterford's team is flying high at the top of Ireland's Premier League as well. So it's good to be a Waterford fan and a fan of Waterford soccer. Um, Yes, all the best to John. Now, a lot of fun on Twitter today. It's a mad world, so you never know. It's a mad world. I, I don't know if you are on Twitter. I don't know if you care about Twitter. You mightn't give an arse. You might not give an arse. <laughs> but there's a lot of merriment being had at the expense of the Prince of Wales. Keep up now. The Prince of Wales is the son, the heir to the throne, William, Harry's big brother. So there's a bit of um, giggling going on because there's not been any sight or sound of his wife for a while, Kate Middleton. They told us a couple of weeks back that she'd gone into hospital for an operation on her abdomen abdominal surgery they said and they, they didn't give any more details but there's all sorts of wild theories today about either she left him she's gone she's scarpered she's left the country she didn't make it through the surgery it must be a boring wednesday but uh, yeah i've been i've been amused watching that stranger things have happened i suppose okie doke anyway tis myself the BBG. Sorry for missing you yesterday. I spent the day with a couple of lovely gentlemen from the great city of Hull Broadcast Radio. They 
pretty much do everything for me these days. They they handle the app, they manage the app, the streaming, and they came to give a um, bit of maintenance to the old studio. And uh, yeah, it was nice. One of them, I won't mention names, but one of them, none of them knew very much about the radio show. I mean, that's fair enough. I don't mind. I mean, they, they knew of the radio show. I mean, they had to... You know, I am paying them to, to stream and all of that. But they they weren't really familiar with the content of it. So they were asking me. And I talked a little bit about it for a minute. And then one of the chaps, he said to me, well, he said, funnily enough, my 15-year-old girl is transitioning, wants to transition. She, you know, she feels that her gender is masculine. She feels that she's male and she's going to transition. And she's wearing male clothes and she's cut her hair and... So this is a lovely guy I'm speaking to. And I said to him, so how do you feel about that? And he said, well, sad, kind of, because she's my little girl, but you want to support her. But he said, I also want to know more about this as much as I can, because he said, I don't think you get the full picture in the press. And I was impressed by this, you know, and I asked him about his wife and how, do you, how are you dealing with it? And he said, well, we're dealing with it as a family. So I said to him, well, what about medication and stuff? How do you feel about that? And he said, well... We're talking to our daughter and we're trying to impress upon her that we'll support her, but they're referring to her now as he and they're using the name that she has chosen, the male name, right? Because she is going to live now as a boy. So he said, obviously, we're using the pronouns and stuff, but we're trying to have the discussion about don't go down the medical route immediately, like have a long think about it listen to people who went through it and regretted it and see where you are in a few years' time. You're only 15, kind of a thing. So it's, I'd imagine it's kind of stressful. It was nice to chat with him about it. He obviously wouldn't come on this programme uh, to discuss it, but yeah, interesting. It's funny, isn't it? There's so much of it about. And I asked him, what did he think about that? There's so much of it about. And he said, I just don't know, he said. He said, it's a very recent thing, you know. Anyway, I think the school informed him. I think... The girl, now living as a boy, I think, said something to a teacher. The teacher did the right thing, came to mum and dad and said, listen, what do you think? And uh, so that's how they're dealing with it. Anyway, okay, so it was an interesting day yesterday. It was, this article appeared in the Daily Telegraph. Read all about it. Now, this won't come as any great surprise to you. Medicines regulator failed to flag COVID vaccine side effects and must be investigated, say MPs. This is 25 MPs. And they're claiming that the MHRA, the Medicines and Healthcare Products Regulatory Agency, is responsible for approving drugs and devices and it monitors side effects caused by treatments. That is the theory, okay? That's what the Medicines and Healthcare Products Regulatory Agency, from here on in, will say MHRA. It's what it's supposed to do. It's to protect you and me, not you and me, because we don't take much big pharma medicine, do we? But that's what it's supposed to do. It's supposed to scrutinise, to test, to, to turn upside down, to shake and see what falls out. Medicines produced by huge corporations that are recommended to be used in treating people. It's supposed to make sure you don't get harmed. And these MPs are saying that basically in early 2021, it became known that there, there was a real problem with the AstraZeneca jab and that it was causing clotting, pericarditis and myocarditis. But 
despite the fact that Denmark and other European countries suspended it, the MHRA kept quiet and said nothing until April 7th, by which time 24 million people had been vaccinated. So not to beat around the bush too much about this, what these 25 MPs are saying is the MHRA knew there was a real problem with the AstraZeneca jab and did nothing about it for months while knowing that it was causing harm. So this is about the most serious accusation you could make about any regulator. Regulators, of course, by by their, by, by the, you know, it, it's what they do, right? Try and make sure that everything is right and proper and keep people safe. They didn't. They didn't. So a lot of people talking about this today. Now, Will Jones is the editor of The Daily Skeptic. You will hear him now speaking today with Talk TV's Julia Hartley Brewer. Will Jones. So this is the problem that the MHRA, as you say, has been failing to, has been, according to these MPs, has been failing to to flag side effects sufficiently quickly, particularly with the COVID uh, vaccines. Myocarditis and pericarditis, that's heart inflammation, uh, can, can be very serious. Uh, they were aware of it, the MPs said, uh, as early and, and clotting issues as well with the AstraZeneca vaccines as well. They were aware of these issues as early as February 2021. If you remember, the vaccines were rolled out initially in December 2020 yeah. and then really ramped up in terms of giving them to elderly people in particular in January and February 2021. And as early as a few weeks in, they were they were aware of these issues. And in fact, other European countries such as Denmark uh, were already suspending the AstraZeneca vac- vaccine over clotting fears uh, yeah. in March. Uh, but uh, but the MHRA was was consistently slow. That's what the MPs have said. Mm. Consistently slow to act on these or even highlight uh, these problems. No. Uh, the MHRA, MHRA did only publish safety advice about the clotting issue with the AstraZeneca vaccine um, in April, uh, by which time 24 million people had received it, uh, received the AstraZeneca vaccine. That is. <laughs> and the and although they the MHRA say MHRA saw a signal for heart problems, myocarditis, pericarditis, uh, as I said in February twenty twenty one, they didn't flag it. They didn't actually. Yeah. But there, there was also June, I mean, very little, June. very little concern about things like you know the yellow card system. I remember giving making my own yellow card sort of uh, flag um, after my GP failed to do so. Didn't refuse, just totally failed to do so uh, when I had a very bad uh, reaction to my first um, jab. What? What was that? I remember giving, making my own yellow card sort of uh, flag um, after my GP failed to do so. I didn't refuse, just totally failed to do so uh, when I had a very bad uh, reaction to my first um, jab. When you had a very bad reaction to your first jab. That's interesting, Julia, because I have a bank of about a thousand clips from 2021 when you and every other broadcaster in the country was pushing the jabs. Here's Julia Hartley Brewer in early 2021. I'm very pro-jab. I've had my two jabs even though I've had COVID. I've had my two jabs even though I've had COVID. No mention at the time of a bad reaction. I'm very pro-jab. I've had my two jabs even though I've had COVID. And then she bragged about her old man having four jabs. My 78-year-old father's got COVID at the moment. I mean, you know, you'd be concerned about someone that age. Yeah, it feels a bit rotten, but absolutely fine. Four jabs. Four jabs. He's had four jabs. He's had COVID. Nothing about it at the time. 
She kept it quiet at the time, the fact she had a terrible reaction. How bad was the reaction, Julia? I really felt, not just felt very unwell, but I also had an arm like sort of out here, huge big uh, swelling and allergic reaction and thought, you know, they're supposed to know about these side effects. It's part, part of the thing. And especially you didn't think you should share that with your listeners at the time, that your arm was out to here? Especially when this is being rolled out to so many people. And this is the thing. We got into a situation in 2021 where, and still going now, still get this on social media, where, you know, I, I've got people saying the COVID jab is absolutely perfect and brilliant. Everyone should have it. In fact, you shouldn't be allowed to leave the country or, or, or go to work without it. It's what saved us. And then people who say it's all a conspiracy theory. It was Bill Gates implanting stuff in us that people have been dying on mass. And actually, the evidence is somewhere in the middle. Really? So Brewer says there are only two explanations on social media. One, the jabs are brilliant. They're fantastic. They saved lives. Or two, it's a conspiracy by Bill Gates to put microchips in people. But that's monumental bollocks, isn't it? That's horse shit. What about people like us? You, me, who would say, well, shouldn't the vaccines have been given a wide berth in any case because, well, because COVID was a pretty mild thing that wasn't very harmful to many? You know, why didn't you mention that, Julie Hartley Brewer, who had a very bad reaction to your first jab? But then, after having that bad reaction, didn't say very much about it. I'm very pro-jab. I've had my okay. two jabs, even though I've okay. had COVID. So, so. Yeah, I remember it. The pushing of the jabs, I remember it. Um, no mention on LBC Radio today that the MHRA is being criticised for keeping stum for several months while the AstraZeneca jab was causing widespread harm. Why am I saying this about LBC today? Do you remember James O'Brien, LBC Radio presenter? Get the bloody jab. Remember? Get the bloody jab. Telling people to get the bloody jab. They're very quiet today. Lest we forget, do you remember Lowry Turner on the Jeremy Vine show? And I grant them selfish because they, all they're saying is... Those who didn't have the jabs were selfish. We want more time to see whether the jab's safe. So the rest of us, all of us, are the guinea pigs while they decide in some future moment, oh, well, it is, since you've all had it, now I'll have it. So oh, yeah, they're looking really at selfish. us to see if we... You have to hear this again. I mean, this is one of my favourites. And I grant them selfish because they, all they're saying is we want more time to see whether the jab's safe. So the rest of us, all of us, are the guinea pigs while they decide in some future moment, oh, well, it is... <laughs> Since you've all had it, now I'll have it. Oh, so yeah, they're looking really at something. us to see if we keel over. Yes, exactly. And then they'll say, oh, well, we'll yes. have it. Jeremy's all but, right. Yeah. But I think we have... Isn't that the sensible thing to do? We're going to keep an eye on you idiots who are having the jabs with, without any long-term safety data. That's what we're going to do. We'll have a look, and if it kills you, we won't have it. Now, that wasn't my approach. I would never have it anyway, no matter what. No matter who it did and didn't kill. But hilarious when you think back to the carry-on of these presenters, calling people selfish for not having it selfish you know we're having it we know it's risky but we're having it but uh, what about those selfish people who are watching us to wait and see if we keel over so all of this is going on not a single broadcaster today apart from talk tv and i'm not endorsing talk tv decided to talk about the mhra sitting on information that the az jab was causing devastation and said nothing and allowed people to continue to have it for four months not a word remember all of that bollocks remember remember I had the vaccine. It put me in hospital for a day. But I haven't moaned. I've had the second one. And it put me in hospital for another day. But I'd much rather have that than COVID. And anybody who didn't have a jab, they shouldn't be allowed into hospital. Why on earth should somebody who has refused to have it take a bed that I might need if I have a bad reaction to it? It all went on. I don't know what's going to come out of this MHRA thing. I understand that June rain 
the current head of the MHRA, this woman, June Rain, she's going to leave her role at the end of the year. Don't ever forget June Rain speaking before a group of MPs at a parliamentary committee. I wonder if you would mind just explaining uh, to us for completeness of, uh, of the evidence that we're gathering the importance of the role of the MHRA in allowing medical products and devices to to come into uh, uh, use? Now, the correct answer is, thank you for that question. It's very simple. Our role is to make sure that the drugs are checked from top to bottom to make sure they don't kill anybody. That's our job, but you didn't say that. Our role is to, in a nutshell, enable access. There you go. In a nutshell, to enable access, and she did enable access, didn't she, of these jabs. She enabled the access. She gave the access to the companies who manufactured them, Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson & Johnson, and AstraZeneca, and they have killed God knows how many people that we know of. Uh, This is your Richie Allen Show, by the way. If you've got a comment on that or anything else, I can't wait to hear from you. Reach out via the website, via the app. It is exactly 17 minutes now past the hour. Let me read some of your comments straight up. Uh, hello to Les, who says, Richie, I remember Hartley Brewer talking about her daughter not needing the jab because it's experimental. Yet, as you mentioned, she was promoting the jab herself. Good evening to Lorraine. Interesting, says Lorraine, isn't it, that M or MHRA head June Rain is leaving soon. Rats and sinking ships, asks Lorraine. Maybe, Lorraine. Maybe, it might be, but maybe not, you know. I think some of these people are pretty smug in terms of their their belief that they're untouchable. You know, Rain probably thinks there are a lot of people ahead of me that will get the chop before they even come to me, if the people ever, you know, do what the people should do, which is kick every one of them out of the country, but I'm not going to get into that Uh, again. Good evening to Mick, who says, uh, What a deceitful person. He doesn't say person. Uh, Julia Hartley Brewer, no shame there. Ignorance and stupidity, no, no limits. The problem with Brewer was, of course, she claims now to have had a very bad reaction to jab one. But at the time, and I can't say this with certainty because I never, I didn't hear every single programme she presented. Maybe she did speak about the injury at the time, but she certainly pushed the jabs pretty hard. Uh, keep these messages coming in. Good evening to David Keane. Hello, David. Uh, good evening to a different David. Um, thank you, David. Um, I'm, I'm really interested. I, I find it fascinating people tell me that they've been banned from Twitter and Facebook. People tell me this all the time. I don't care. And, and I don't mean to be rude now. I don't mean to hurt anybody's feelings. I just don't give a damn. I mean, it's what they do is ban people and shadow ban them. I mean, it isn't news. Um, don't use them. I mean, I don't, you, I, I very rarely uh, use it. I go on there occasionally to check messages and stuff, but otherwise I don't tend uh, to use it. Let's talk about this Lee Anderson thing. Just briefly, just briefly. You know, the media regulator, speaking of regulators, we have the MHRA, is Ofcom, the broadcast media regulator Ofcom. Now, Ofcom, as we speak, and this is true, it isn't my opinion, it's true, is working on how it can regulate the independent media to keep people safe from online harm. Now, don't belly laugh. Don't belly laugh at the great irony. The great irony, right? I, and others now, right, and I don't have any medical qualifications, 
But I and others warned back in autumn 2020, before they began to hand out the jabs, that administered the jabs, I should say, I warned that there would be widespread damage from COVID shots from the mRNA and the attenuated vaccines. Why did I say that? Was I fear-mongering? No. Because when they have rolled out jabs in recent years, the jabs have caused widespread harm, like pandemics. And I knew there was no long-term safety data, so I said to people on this programme, I made it clear that I'm not an expert, I have no medical or scientific training, but I said, I believe these things are going to cause absolute catastrophic injuries. And I was right, okay? It wasn't a word-beating guess. It wasn't uh, intellectual, you know, it, it, it wasn't um, a, a, a wonderful feat, wonderful feat of intellectual thinking on my uh, part. It wasn't. A lot of people said it. I even put experts on who said the same. Now, the people who took me and my guests seriously and swerved the jabs, I think, are in a much better place today. They weren't harmed from listening to the Richie Allen show. Now, the media harmed people. The media did. Told them to shut up and don't be selfish. Have the jabs. And now, look, Ofcom is coming after the independent media. It's hilarious, isn't it? While at the same time, things are happening in the mainstream media that are leaving me with my jaw glued to the floor. I cannot believe it. Like this farce. Here's some farce for you today in the great French tradition. Lee Anderson, who's an MP and a GB News presenter, he's had the whip suspended by the Conservatives because he said that the Mayor of London is controlled by Islamists. Right? Just It's just uh, clickbait shit from a guy who wants to be seen as some firebrand, stick-it-to-the-man, man-of-the-people type guy. It's all nonsense, right? Whatever you think of Sadiq Khan, there are lots of reasons to despise him, but that's what's going on, right? Now, on GB News this morning, remember, Lee Anderson is an MP, but he's a GB News presenter. On GB News today, the leader of the Reform Party, Richard Tice, who also has a programme on GB News, was interviewed by Andrew Pierce and Bev Turner over whether Lee Anderson was going to defect to Richard Tice's reform party. Ofcom doesn't give a shite and apparently neither does anybody else. It does not get any more vaudevillian. I've got to describe it again. Have a listen. Lee Anderson is an MP who works for GB News. Richard Tice is the reform party leader. He works for GB News. They're being interviewed by GB News presenters about whether a GB News presenter will go and join the political party of another GB News presenter. This is absolute vaudeville and I suppose there's never been a greater example of what I've been banging on about for years and years and years when it comes to the media. Listen to this. Everybody wants to know, and I will say what a... Bev Turner asked him, well, well... Is, is is Lee going to join your party, is he? Everybody wants to know, and I will say what I've always said, I'm not giving a running commentary of who I speak to from whichever party, whether I've spoken to them, whether I've met them, or whatever. We're not bothered about anyone else, we just want to know about Lee Absolutely, but you know, I have to treat everybody fairly. I'm not giving a running commentary. What I am saying is that the Tory party have got themselves in a complete and utter pickle, 
over this issue. And you just had the clip there of Sadiq Khan. Mm. Let's be very clear what's going on here. Mm. He is a man who is seeking to divide and smear and label, and ultimately he's looking to suppress debate and discussion. Look, Lee's admitted what he said was... Now, the presenter should jump in and say, excuse me, isn't Lee Anderson your pal and our colleague? Isn't he the one dividing people by saying that Islam is running riot in London and Birmingham? You've got it the wrong way around. Let's be honest, Richard. It's Lee Anderson doing the divisiveness at the moment. Is what he should say, the presenter. But listen to what he does. It's clumsy. Yeah. I put out a statement on Monday. Yes. He says, yeah, Andrew Pierce. Yeah. Yes. Clumsy is right. But actually, he speaks the sentiment of what he was trying yeah, to yeah, say. Yeah, 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 says the presenter. Is, is actually supported by millions and millions of I British agree. citizens who are furious. I agree, says the presenter. Have you ever heard anything like that in your life? Do you no longer care? I'm not being sarcastic now. I'm not having a go at you. Because if you don't care, I won't do, I won't do any more on the media. But I mean, that, 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 if, not, if that doesn't take the biscuit, what does? A GB News presenter talking about whether another GB News presenter would join the first GB News presenter's political party. While two idiots, Bev Turner and Andrew Pearce, sit there and agree with everything he says. It's hilarious, isn't it? And Ofcom wants to come after the independent media. My God. At uh, The time is 25 minutes past the hour. Yeah. Um, let's stay with this for a minute, because you know that there's, the, the government has announced plans to spend millions to, to protect MPs, because MPs are running scared of the public, the great British public. They're running from the mob, again, if you believe the media, right? This is all to do with pro-peace and pro-Palestinian protests outside Westminster and in London. I, I saw your woman today, what's her name? Oh, Caroline Noakes, yes, she's a Conservative Party MP. I saw her speaking on Sky News this afternoon. She told the presenter, Kamali, can't think of his surname, Washington, is it? She told him that, yes, um, MPs will be given a contact. They'll be given a number and a contact in the police to report when they feel unsafe because it's a very unsafe time to be an MP. They're being threatened and harassed and shouted at on the street and something must be done about it. Now, Stella Creasy, again, was on GB News, surprisingly, uh, today talking about this very thing here she is, Stella Creasy. It means it's really sad because it means you can't have a proper conversation. And actually, all of us as MPs want to be able to talk to our constituents. We want to hear people who disagree with us. I like hearing people who disagree with me. Liar. She's a liar, Creasy. Creasy, more than anybody else in recent years, has used Twitter, to har not to harass, it must be said, but to gaslight people and accuse them of xenophobia and homophobia, and accused them of misogyny, and shut them down rather than listening to them. So she's played a big part in the culture, the, the current paradigm. She's played her own big part in it by calling anybody who says anything that she doesn't like, labelling them as, I've already said, xenophobic, homophobic, or misogynistic. What a hypocrite. Again, presenter wouldn't call it out. Because it makes me think about whether they might have a point or whether actually I'm doing the right thing. You can't do that if people are screaming and shouting at you or sending you de death threats or rape threats. And sadly, that is happening a lot more frequently now. People start angry and then they have the questions. We need to turn it around. Is this £31 million 
of comfort to you, the announcement that the government will up the security by spending an extra 30 million? I don't want to live in a bubble. I want to be able to go out in my constituency and chat to people. I'd love them to spend money finding the people doing this, because it's not democracy if 50% of the conversation is living in fear of its life. It's the people doing this we need to challenge. Mm. If 50% of the conversation is living in fear of its life, said Creasy. Yeah, Ofcom doesn't give a damn, you know, yeah. Gaslighting people. She's a participant in it. She went on to say that the UK is going to end up like Trump's America, but I've been saying that for years. That is what they're doing to the media here. You know, promoting characters. Like, um, we'll come back to it in a moment. Uh, 28 minutes past the hour. Keep those comments coming in. I can't wait to read them. It's your Richie Allen Show. It is Wednesday. It's the 28th of February, 2024. I'm going to take a tune now. When I come back, more news, more comment. A little bit later on, Maria Heller, live from the great state of Arizona. The great state of Arizona, by the way. Yeah, music from Green Day, When I Come Around, from an album called Ducky, or Dookie. It's uh, 29 minutes to the top of the hour. Uh, 29 to 5 here in the UK. God only knows what it is where you are. I see Alexei Navalny's widow has addressed the European Union. Well, she's addressed uh, the Parliament, the EU Parliament. She said, um, to defeat Putin, she said... Um, You need to stop being boring, she said. Don't be boring if you want to defeat Putin. You'd be more exciting. You need to become the life and soul of the party. Don't think she said that, but anyway. Yes, rather strange looking woman. Uh, That's, um, it's time for your messages. Donald, your your comments. Hi, Donald. A homeless woman, Anne Delaney, a 47-year-old lady, originally from Cretchard in County Leash. A nurse previously, uh, a mother of a 17-year-old daughter. She died this weekend, just gone, on Sunday, in the early morning, 9 o'clock in the morning, near a Tesco uh, in Dublin. It's a terrible story, that. I, I read one or two tweets about it. I don't know much else about it, but when somebody is homeless and they're, and they're exposed and they die of exposure or, or they, they die because there's something they need and, and, and they can't get it, it's terrible. It really is. Yes, it is. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say about that, really. You know, we, we we could rant on about it, but then, you know, we've done it to death, haven't we? Ranting on. No no functional society can consider itself to be a free, a, I don't know, a just, a, I, don't, I, I can't find the words, really. You know, no society, no country can claim to be in a good place if people die homeless on on the streets how can you how can you claim that you're doing right by the people of your country it's dreadful i can't think of anything else to say about that really a number of you are commenting on june rain dame rain these days that she's heading off to um pastures new later this year we'll, we'll be leaving the mhra thank you for that richard asks i'm wondering is gb news running the country the government has control and influence of most media outlets, says Richard. Hi to Sean, uh, who says, Anne Widdicombe said we didn't force or mandate the jab in reference uh, to that on Lembit Opic's show on Saturday. And he didn't question it. For example, no jab, no job for carers. Yeah, yeah. Hi to Kev. 
Navalny's death was confirmed to be a shot? Uh, what is Kevin saying? He's asking, was Alexei Navalny's death confirmed to be from a vaccine? I don't know, Kevin. I really don't know, mate. I don't believe most of what I read on social media. Elizabeth says, um, Richie, I wonder would you ask Maria about the fifth generation we are in now, our brain being the new battlefield, uh, the fourth being the one with the bombs, she said, as, says Elizabeth. I think I get what you mean there, Elizabeth, yeah. Don says, Richard Tice, again, of Reform UK, said today on GB News that all pro-Palestinian marches in London should be banned as hate speech. Tice looks evil in his eyes, says Don. Hello to Chris Bonds. GB News was disgraceful this morning. Uh, presenter praised Tony Blair, Bill, Bill and Hillary Clinton. Eamon Holmes said he was the first to interview Monica Lewinsky and he had spoken to Bill Clinton. <laughs> and Holmes says he didn't swallow everything he said. Boom, boom. Tim says the media and their co-conspirators in Westminster have blurred the lines between truth and propaganda to such an extent that they probably believe their own lies. Hi to Gaz, who says mainstream media comes across as pure theatre. It's laughable. I agree. The problem is I don't think the, the majority of those who watch it, they do not see through it. And this is the thing that vexes me, uh, Gaz. It really... It really bothers me that critical thinking is gone. The ability for people to take a little step back from what they are watching and question what is being presented to them. Not even the facts being presented to them, but the methodology. Why is it that people wouldn't look at two GB News people interviewing a GB News guy who's got his own political party are asking him, yucca, 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 is Lee, who's also got a GB News show, is he going to defect and join your party? How could that not um, land squarely on the faces of the viewers to the point where they say, sure, this is just bollocks, this. But it doesn't, seemingly. It doesn't. Or maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm being pessimistic. I don't think it does. Mark says, I remember those clips you played today. I remember them back in 2020-21, but it's really shocking again, considering how things have played out. Your clips are gold. Guard them with your life. Yeah, there are several copies. I have several hard drives and those little things, pen drives, we used to call them. If you call them pen drives, you're an old man. If you say USB stick, you're an old man. I don't know what the kiddies call them. But yeah, they're, they're protected. We won't be losing them anytime soon. Let us talk about Irish media for a moment, but not necessarily the methodology. Ireland's national broadcaster is RTE. Its flagship radio show is Morning Ireland. I've told you that more than once. It's been talking about climate change today because the Irish government has been working with Waitford, Yale University which is an Ivy League university in the United States of America, of course. And they've been working on studying Irish attitudes to climate change. Ireland, you see, is a Petri dish, isn't it, for the agendas we, we dissect on this programme. I'm getting very laboratory-like in my, my terminology, lab-like. Yeah, so the agendas, right? So Ireland is definitely the testing ground. So they've been looking at how the Irish 
are taking all of this climate bollocks. Let's listen to the introduction and a little bit of an interview. 40% of people believe climate change... Oh, by the way, this guy is the, is the most boring. This guy is the nephew of Father Stone, who you might remember used to meet up sometimes with Father Dougal Maguire and Father Ted Crilly. Remember Father Stone? They used to dread Father Stone coming to stay on Craggy Island because he was so boring. Um, this presenter is his nephew. He is in real life, I'm not making it up. 40% of people believe climate change is equally caused by people and natural occurrences. This false belief runs contrary to scientific evidence. What? What false belief runs contrary to scientific evidence? ...and natural occurrences. This false belief runs contrary to scientific evidence and is contained in the Environmental Protection Agency and Yale University's Climate Change in the Irish Mind report. Climate Change in the Irish Mind. (laughs) They got together Yale and Ireland's EPA, Environmental Protection Agency. Let's um, study climate change in the Irish mind. I want you to close your eyes with me and I want you to imagine the typical Irish mind at any given time during the day. Right, close your eyes. Can you see what's going on in the typical Irish mind? You can. You can. There's a few high stools around a bar. There's somebody playing the fiddle and the acoustic guitar. There's a woman behind the bar pouring pints again. It's like there's no tomorrow. That's what's going on in the typical Irish mind. I would have said, save your money, don't worry about the survey. But yeah, they're looking into what the Irish are thinking about climate change. Which has been published this morning. Published this morning, thank God. The EPA's Director at the Office of Evidence and Assessment, Dr. Eamor Cotter, joins us now. Eamor Cotter. Dr. Cotter. Dr. Cotter. This research, it aims at trying to understand how people in Ireland are looking at climate change. (laughs) So what have you learned? Why don't you just tell the truth? What we're doing is propagandising and programming the entire nation of 5 million people. We've been doing that for years. Let's do a quick study now to see just how we're getting on. Not how the Irish are getting on. Let's see how our propagandising is going. So let's do a bit of a study there. That's what it's really all about, right? So what does Eamor Cotter say? What's going on, Eamor? Tell us about the study. So today we're publishing phase two of our Climate Change in the Irish Mind project. Which Climate Change in the Irish Mind. Which we've undertaken with Yale University. And we see really broadly consistent results between phase one and phase two, where we're seeing widespread agreement on many climate ap- attitudes. Widespread agreement in, in Ireland on many climate attitudes. So there's widespread agreement in Ireland. It's amongst Irish people and strong majority support for climate action. Well, tell us about those attitudes. What are they? Tell us about those attitudes and let us know what the Irish are thinking. I mean, what kind of attitudes do they have? How the fuck do you get a gig? So in particular, people are are worried about climate change. 81% of people are reporting that they are worried about climate. We see an increase in people worried about extreme weather, like severe storms, extreme heat, that reflecting what we're all seeing going on. Yeah, but if the news programmes never stop talking about it, which is the case, every time you turn the news on now, it's 25 past seven. Mary, what's going on with the weather? Well, we're going to have a storm, Hall coming in from the North Atlantic. 
driven by the winds of Uranus and it's going to be very heavy. Of course, we're getting used to these now. They're becoming more frequent and they're becoming more serious because of climate change. Thanks for the weather, Mary. It's over the bob for the sport. That's how it's going, you see. So if you tell people morning, noon and night that the rain is because climate change is getting more serious, eventually it'll seep into the brains of people and they'll believe that bollocks in the climate at the moment and people are feeling personally engaged in the topic of climate change so 89% of people say that climate change as a topic is personally important to them and they want to see the government prioritise action on climate. They want the government to prioritise action on climate. And is that because they're seeing the impact of climate change on their daily lives? That's playing into it, they're hearing more about climate they're hearing more about it. They're not seeing fuck all because nothing has changed in the last 50, 60, 70, 80, 200 years. Sometimes it's cold, sometimes it's wet, sometimes it's cold and wet, sometimes you get a bit of snow and most of the time it fucking rains. That's what goes on. We're hearing more about climate change in the media. That's coming through in our results. Yeah, but fair play to her, she admitted it. This is the reason the media is programming people. Oh, it's, it's depressing, this, isn't it? They're talking more about climate change to their family and friends. So all of this um, is, is, is having an impact on how people think, how people feel and what people want to do on climate. Right, let's hear from the boring presenter again. What about that figure of 40%? 40% of people think climate change is caused by people and natural occurrences. Do you know what, uh, dearest listener? That's a pretty reasonable thing to to think, isn't it? I mean, you and I know it's bollocks, right? We're not affecting their climate. I mean, we, well, th- those who engineer it are, because weather engineering and geoengineering is a real thing. But human beings are not doing anything to the climate. I mean, we are having, in some cases, a very negative impact on the environment. But that's not you and me. That's corporations polluting rivers and seas and what have you. But that's, we must draw a distinction between that, you know, destroying a body of water with chemical pollution or oil or whatever and actually changing the weather, which is ordinary people are not doing just by living and breathing and eating. So anyway. To to the same extent, why do people have this opinion? Again, you wouldn't say it's unreasonable. Well, there must be some natural things happening that might be changing or affecting the... And of course there are. Solar activity, of course. The position of the Earth on its axis is obviously, you know, hugely important as well. I've already mentioned proximity to, to the sun. Um, sub, sub, um, uh, submarine, not submarine, but um, volcanic and tectonic activity on the seabed. All of this stuff plays a big part in it. So it's not totally unreasonable to say, well, maybe it's a bit of both, maybe. But that's a conspiracy theory. So, first of all, I'd say a majority of people understand that climate change is entirely caused by human activities. That is positive. What? What? How could you say that with a straight face? How could you say that with a straight face? People understand that climate change is entirely caused by human activities. That is positive. That's impossible. Positive. But that's actually impossible. Yes, nearly 40% are, equate, are attributing natural and human activities, and, and that is false, as you say. It's false. 
the scientific consensus is, is overwhelming that climate change is caused by human activity. So we have... It's mad shit, this, isn't it? It's mad shit. And they go on, and I won't subject you to any more of it, they go on to talk about how, you know, the Irish will come around to understanding that they will have to make big changes in their activities and what they do and what they eat. So, yeah, it's just wall to wall. And you've got to imagine that. We used to joke about it, didn't we? during 2021, 2022, that it seemed like Ireland was the place where they're trying out their madness. Like the next, the next stage of it. Let's, let's, let's move to the next stage now. So let's find out how the Irish are receiving this propaganda. So let's do the climate change in the Irish mind survey. <laughs> What's climate change in the Irish mind? What's going on? I don't know. I'm going to take another tune in any case anyway. I'm going to take another tune. This might um, shake up some of those who are more used to, um, I don't know, more laid back, easy listening music. This is music from Metallica from the Black Album. It's the Richie Allen Show Wednesday's edition. And this is Enter Sandman. Maybe this is appropriate in light of what we've been discussing. I don't know. I have no idea. Your comments are coming next. And a little bit later on, not too far from now, the wonderful Maria Heller will return to the Richie Allen Show for a bit of a chat. Maybe I should have introduced the record like the guy from RTE. This is uh, music from Metallica now. Metallica, a band or a heavy metal band. They're a brilliant band, Metallica. Right, enough of the bollocks. I'm Richie Allen. Great to be with you this Wednesday. Yeah, that's music from Metallica there. That's Enter Sandman. The time is nine minutes to the top of the hour. Don't forget that Maria Heller will be on the programme now in a few minutes. I might send that, cut that out and send it to RTE. I might be in the presenter's chair on Monday morning. I'm a terrible, boring, monotonous voice. It is your Richie Allen show, and thank you for the messages. They are pouring in. They are pouring in too. Christine, hello, Christine. Richie, what shite about the Irish? Ask the families in Donegal caught up in the Micah scandal how they feel, but that would maybe help the Irish families. RTE are not interested in that. It makes me sick, says Christine. You and me both, Christine, and I no longer reside in our country. Faisal says, greetings, homeless woman dies of exposure in 2024, not miles from anywhere, but in a busy, populated metropolitan area. I'm pretty sure that never happened in the first 30 years post-war. Yes, I, I, get, I, I reckon you're right, Faisal, mate, there's no doubt about it. Baird says, MPs deserve no protection. If they're unsafe around the public, it's obvious, it's obviously because they're not serving them. Meanwhile, Argentina's president travels on a commoner's aeroplane. With What's a commoner's aeroplane, Baird? Do you mean a commercial plane? With all the public shaking his hand and asking for selfies and generally cheering him on. That's because they have fallen for his bullshit, Baird. That is because they have fallen for Javier's bullshit. In my opinion, they're all playing... They're all dancing to the same tune. What we've not been able to figure out is the fiddler. Who's the fiddler? Or do you give a fiddler's feck anymore, you know? It's never been... Uh, no, I'm not going down that road. Because it's a rant. Not a rant. It's um, what you've heard before. 
so I won't go, go, go into it, you know. Let's um, hear some more comments. Good evening to Simon. Uh, they're turning the frogs gay, says Simon. <laughs> right. that, was, um, that was Alex, wasn't it, back in the day. Catherine says, my daughter is in sixth class. Primary school, her class must do a project on climate change. I do not want her to do it. Is there any advice, Richie? What to say to her teacher without sounding rude? This rubbish should be kept out of schools. It's disgraceful. Catherine, I couldn't advise you on that because I don't have a child in school and that's not important, but I also don't have diplomatic skills. And I'm not trying to be a Lee Anderson type. Uh, I'm I'm Richie Allen. I, I shoot from the hip. No, I'm not saying that. I, 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 I'm always nice to people. But when it comes to your problem, I, I, I wouldn't have the diplomacy. I'd be inclined to be pretty blunt with the teachers to say, look, my child is not going to be involved in any project on how to save the planet from human beings. You know, it's not happening. That would be my approach, Catherine, but I don't reckon it's the right approach. I think you're going to have to ask somebody who knows how to skirt around things, maybe, I, because I, I just couldn't do it. You know, maybe if I had a child, I, I would be able to do it. Good evening to Tommy. Dane Wigington, he says, I've heard Dane recently speaking to uh, Ryan Christian. Very interesting and scary too. Uh, thank you. Coco says, I'm thinking the news networks may have been taken over now and they are being forced to backpedal the narrative, maybe by the good guys. I'm seeing GB News and Talk TV debating stuff like Prince William not going to Constantine's funeral, etc. As they're beginning to eat their own young, says Coco. It's an interesting take on it, uh, Coco. My friend, the window cleaner. Richie, I have all those get the jab or your selfish clips banked in my head. And I will never forget, especially people like O'Brien and Jabba the Hutt Ferrari on, on LBC. Yeah, they really milked it, didn't they? back in 2020, even before the jabs were available, they were telling people they were selfish and they were um, awful and horrible and that they were crazy conspiracy theorists for not having the jabs. They would not listen to people. I have vivid memories. In fact, I have the clips. I have the clips of James Obnoxious, what a prick, O'Brien, being... um, abusive to people you know basically doing the ad hominem thing or I suppose uh, using Bill Gates's using the jabs to microchip us and of course the person came on didn't say that and wasn't going to say that and the person would say well no it's just that they don't have really any data on the jabs long term maybe they're a bit new that's all I'm saying and O'Brien would be obnoxious and kick him off the air you know, they did it on talk TV as well. That scumbag. I don't. I can't believe he's still alive. He's been telling us for years he's going to die, James Whale, hasn't he? For years he's been telling us he's he's got stage four cancer. Jesus Christ! You know, you know when I don't know when, 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 when. What's her name? When Gillian Maxwell gets out of jail, she'll be asking is 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 has James Whale still got stage four cancer? He's been going on about it for years saying that he's basically terminal. And yet every time I go on Twitter, there's a clip of him being obnoxious to somebody who's just saying, well, well, hang on a second now. You know, all these people are doing in London is protesting against genocide in Gaza. 
They don't hate the Jews. And that's the cue for the presenter to be obnoxious and to kick them off the air. They did it in 2021. In the late winter, January, February, anybody who dared to come on a show and say, I just think this is a bit soon to be rushing out jabs and and maybe COVID is not so serious. Those people were lambasted, they were humiliated and ultimately kicked off by the likes of these people. Uh, My friend, the window cleaner is right and I'll never forget that. And I have all of these clips. I've saved them. I don't know what use they'll be. I suppose in years to come, I don't know how long the Richie Allen show will be on air. But when, when it's necessary to make a point, it's nice to have the access to these clips like this wanker um uh what's his face uh arsehole uh jonathan van tam whose granddad was a genocidal maniac he was look it up if you don't believe me jonathan van tam the deputy chief medical officer um he 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 would have known that the astrazeneca jab was causing widespread harm and this is what he was saying in april of 2021 he knew the jabs were causing harms, and this is the deputy chief medical officer. This bollocks is supposed to be doing everything in his power to keep you safe. My advice to you is very simple. Do not delay. Have the vaccine that will protect you against the current threat. And don't worry, you can be revaccinated. Yeah, yeah. Where's he now, I wonder? Jonathan Van Tam, John claude Van Tam, the man with the lovely stories about football. Do you remember all that bollocks Van Tam carried on with? And he was indulged by the fawning media, you know, falling falling on their knees in admiration. Oh, Jonathan, we love your little analogies. Where are we now? Well, it's just coming up to half time. The virus has scored a couple of goals. And, but we've just pulled one back. It's now 2-1 because we have the vaccines. Do you remember that horse shit we had to listen to? You know, knowing that while we... We're laughing at it and shaking our heads in amazement at the carry-on of it all is that a lot of our neighbours and friends were hanging on his every word. In the second half now, we're hoping we'll get it back to two all. But what does that mean, Jonathan? Well, it means that 50 or 60 million people will have had a jab. And then it's 2-2, you see. Then the virus is on the back foot then as we get towards the end of normal time. But in extra time, we'll have even more jabs. Unbelievable. And that's not bullshit, by the way. This is how this guy was carrying on. So while they knew that the AZ jab was causing people to drop dead of heart attacks and stuff, they were doubling down on, have the jab without delay, and don't worry, you can be revaccinated. And revaccinated. And revaccinated. It's the only time when I really do hope there is a God, you know. And I hope he's the God of the Old Testament. I hope he's the most vengeful bollocks that ever drew breath. And maybe he'll have plenty of vengeance for me. I don't know. Maybe be careful what you wish for. Um, Marvellous. Davy, Thank you, Davy, for the guest recommendation, pal. I appreciate it. I'll check him out. Hi to Nelly, who says, listen to Lorraine Kelly if you want boring presenters. <laughs> you know, there are people, I've seen it on Twitter, I've seen I've seen critiques of the Richie Allen show where I've been called boring. I just laugh out loud. I mean, I might be full of shit, and I am a lot of the time. I don't think I'm boring, though. I just find it funny. Okie doke. Uh, one more tune, then. Go on. No, no, I won't have another tune. I'm going to get Maria on. 
straight away. No more messing around. Shall we get my friend Maria Heller on for the crack? Let's do it. I want to talk to her about this forthcoming presidential election in the United States of America this coming November. Do you know, I think I'm going to have to take that tune because I forgot to do something very important before calling Maria. So more music then. Hopefully it's a little bit softer. It's music from Blur then, from Blur. Yes, and this is There's No Other Way. On your Richie Allen Show, one minute past the hour of five o'clock it is today, Wednesday, the 28th of February 2024. Tomorrow is the 29th, so it's a leap year this year. Bet you didn't know that. Bet you needed me to tell you. Maria Heller, live from Arizona, right after this. Music from Blur that uh, there's no other way on the Richie Allen Show. Wednesday's programme, my guest, this hour, needs no introduction. She put together the internet's first ever podcast. That's an amazing thing to be able to claim, and she really did. Check out Maria.net, M-E-R-I-A.net. You'll find the Maria Heller Show there. It's one of the best radio shows on this planet and she's also one of the most gorgeous radio presenters that has ever lived. Good evening and welcome to the Richie Allen Show. Welcome back. Maria, how are Hi, you? Hi, It's always good to be here. How are you doing? I'm not too shabby at all. Thanks for getting up out of bed early. For, I know you're up anyway, but uh, um, thanks for being there. It's uh, brilliant to have you on. There's so much I want to get through in the hour. Here's, here's where we'll start. Who in the Democratic Party is likely to be going against Donald Trump in November? Because a lot of people, some people that you and I like, people we think are good people, they think it's unlikely that Joe Biden, because of his ailing health, is likely to be on the ballot in November. What do you think? Well, I think that if we want to talk about ailing health, you need to look at Donald Trump. I think he's least likely to be on the ballot come November for a million reasons. But I don't think that they will replace Joe Biden. Uh, You know, in this country, you know, I think back to George W. Bush. The only reason he got reelected was because he was a wartime president. And right now, since we're involved in two proxy wars in Ukraine and Israel, I don't think that they will switch out Biden. You don't think they'll switch out Biden. It's interesting. It's interesting you went straight to Trump. I don't mind that. I... I, I, I have seen evidence that Trump has got cognitive issues as well. Um, no, big di- time. no, no doubt about it. Absolutely right. Um, but Biden is really bad, and and the, the reason I ask about them maybe swapping him out is I can't imagine them being on stage together in a debate situation with Biden ailing as quickly as he is, Maria. That's the point I'm making. What, what do you reckon? I mean, can you can you well, really see it where they're on stage and Biden tripping over his words, maybe freezing up? It would be terrible, well, I wouldn't think it? That, I think that that will happen with both of them. So I doubt they're even going to debate. When you look at the Republican Party and the mishmash crazy debates that they had where all they really did was attack each other, uh, nobody watched the debates, by the way, very low ratings. Um, eventually they just decided nobody wanted to debate anybody. You know, I would think that the debate that should be happening now is between Nikki Haley and Donald Trump. 
But Haley has been properly spanked by Trump in pretty much every state, hasn't she? Well, I mean, this last state uh, you got to look at, Haley was the one that got 80% of the liberal and progressive votes. You know, the media here, for whatever reason, you know, always on Trump's side because Trump's their cash cow. Uh, but when you look at you know, how many people, one out of five Republicans in that uh, election, said that they wouldn't vote for Trump no matter what, whether, it, you know, Nikki Haley's not the, uh, not the nominee. Uh, and you look at Trump lately, a lot of the audiences that he's been before are very empty, very empty, uh, very empty holes, we'll put it that way. Uh, and of course, the media doesn't like to post those pictures. Luckily, we have enough spies that sneak into these things like CPAC and Black Conference, where he insulted all black Americans. Uh, nothing but empty chairs, you know, and plus he shows up, you know, sometimes two hours late, which, of course, a lot of people are going to get up and walk out. Uh, so, you know, the charm or I don't know what you could call it that he ex you know, showed in 2016 you can see how lackluster he is. That's number one. Number two, you can see what terrible shape he's in because he can't barely read off the uh, teleprompter. This week, he called his wife Mercedes. I guess he forgot her name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, you know, there's, uh, you know, when he did show up at one of the events, and the pictures are online for anybody to see. Uh, he had either he had his pants on backwards or he was wearing pants that had no zipper. So people were saying that it was probably uh, better for him to wear his diaper that way. Or maybe he didn't know his pants were on backwards. Who the hell knows? Yeah. Uh, but when you listen to him and I've been listening to the slurring and the sweating, the amount of sweating this guy does. Um, my sense is this, Richie. This man is suffering from multiple diseases. I assume because a lot of his, uh, just watching him, listening to him, whatever, I would say that he's probably got a heart problem uh, because that would explain some of the mental fog that he's having, especially if he's not getting enough oxygen because, as you know, he doesn't believe in exercise because he said you're only born with so many heartbeats and he didn't want to use his extra heartbeats <laughs> to exercise. Uh, I, I mean, uh, the craziness that comes out of this guy. Uh, plus, a lot of psychologists are, are noticing the difference in him and saying that his dementia is getting worse and worse. And people need to remember his father died of dementia. Now, you, uh, you, you can't have it both ways, my great friend. On the one hand, you said he's the darling of the media, which I want to take issue with because I watch a lot of media and CN, MSNBC and CNN in particular, two massive companies, um, they spend most of their days Trump bashing, right? It's the Fox News and, and some of these other, I suppose, mainstream light, you know, internet organisations, Tucker Carlson, those are big Trump fans. But the media in general tends to bash Trump kind of morning, noon and night. And I also want to take you back to whatever health problems he does have. And look, you know how much I despise Donald Trump. He's not anywhere near as bad as Biden. And I want to put it well, to you. Well, I think that they're both way too old. Yeah. Uh, you, know, you know, he's not, ex neither one of them are exactly Mick Jagger, who, by the way, is the same age. <laughs> he just turned 80. Uh, yeah. So... Maybe Mick Jagger can run for president here. 
And then how I discussed on my show yesterday with Chuck O'Chelly, when you look at uh, Bobby Kennedy, you know, they're putting him out there as the young candidate and he's 70 years old. We'll talk, we'll uh, definitely come back to Bobby because I'm fascinated by Bobby. Um, I'll tell you what, what, what I think. I think that Trump has convinced even more people this time around. Now, look, I know you disagree with this and you can take all the time you want to tell me why I'm wrong, but this is how I feel at the moment. I think he's managed to convince even more people than he did in 2016 of his bullshit. I really do believe that. You know, that he is the answer to the deep state, you know, that the world would be safer if Donald was in charge and I'll get the American jobs back and I'll I'll close the border. I, I sadly, it depresses me to, to believe that he's convinced he said, even more people. He said people. all those same things, you know, when he yeah. was in office for four years, and all he did was enrich himself, his family, and his son-in-law, and, you know, prop up dictators and put, you know, Kim Jong-un center stage on the world uh, stage. Uh, and now when you have Joe Biden wanting to do the exact same thing that he did on the border, uh, the Congress won't allow it. So... yeah. Listen, this country is crazy right now, okay? There is no other way to describe the horror that I am watching as this eternal election, I call it selection process, continues. Uh, And I don't think either one of them should be president. No, absolutely not. And, you know, Biden really stepped in it, not just on the border, but by his devotedness to Israel which is already costing him with voters, uh, costing him with members of Congress that disagree with him. Uh, I mean, he's on the wrong side of what's going on in Israel. Wasn't he booed at a rally last night, wasn't he? He was booed. Trump was booed at a rally. I mean, listen, the statistics here in America, I believe, at last count, when I last looked, 56% of Americans don't want either one of them. Amazing. What does but that mean, you know, do you this think? country, they'll never allow a third-party candidate you, you or answered, someone else. Yeah, you answered my question. I, I was going, sorry for interrupting, Maria. I was going to ask you, what would that statistic mean for for Bobby Kennedy Jr.? It doesn't sound like it's going well, to amount course, to much. Well, of course, the media is going to throw him out the same way they did with every third-party candidate during my lifetime. They're saying he would be a spoiler. Well, you know, if the whole system is rotten, what's wrong with spoiling it? It's already spoiled. But as long as they keep that fear, oh, a vote for Bobby means, you know, uh, a vote for Trump or a vote for Biden, which is depending on who you read, uh, a third party candidate will never get a chance in this country. Isn't that amazing when you think of everything that has gone on in the last three years? You know, the way they've come after, even stronger than ever, they came after people's civil liberties and they, they, they tried to force people to take, you know, this horrible experimental medicine. All these things they did, they wrecked the economy. All of right. them, you know, Trump did it and then Biden came in and did it. And you, you think if ever there was a time for a guy with a name like Kennedy, I mean, he's just not an extended family member. This is the son of Robert Kennedy, you know, right. the great Bobby Kennedy. You, you know, it's depressing to hear that. I'm not saying now that I endorse or that I'm, 
you know, I, I'm I'm thrilled with Bobby Kennedy. I'm not. There are some things he said I don't like. I know he's fully, he's all in on climate and he's certainly all in on Israel, isn't he? Well, they all have to be. Yeah. But right now we have a Zionist who has admitted that he's a Christian Zionist as president. So, you know, you've got Israel's control deadlock on Congress. Uh, so what's going to really change? You know, if you've got APAC basically banking, bankrolling Congress, we've got a criminal Supreme Court, which is bankrolled by dark money and the likes of Leonard Leo. Uh, I just don't see any, I got to tell you, I don't want to be a downer to any of your listeners, but I don't see how America can pull out of this. I just don't. You know, they have destroyed the economy no matter how well the stock market's doing. What does that mean to the average American? 86% of Americans are not in the stock market. No, we can barely afford food. That's right. Uh, but when you look at, and people still want to discount what you and I have discussed for oof, decades, they are right on track for their agenda 2030. And when you look at Trump's Project 2025, it may come even sooner. Unfortunately, the media doesn't talk about that. The media doesn't even mention it, you know. And you look at the media here in America. I don't know how it was in the UK, Richie. When Lord Jacob Rothschild oh, died yeah, this week. Yeah, yeah. Okay. They made this guy up in his obituaries like he was a saint. Okay, like his family was a saint. When he uses a name that wasn't even the family name, because the original name was Bayer, as you know. Yeah. Uh, these are the same uh, same bloodline uh, that threatened Abraham Lincoln during the Civil War, tried to jack him around financially. Uh, the same people that created the Balfour Declaration, which gave us the mess that is Israel today. And yet they treated this guy like he was a saint, in his obituary. Yeah, even so on, yeah. you really need to, to know? You know, people have no idea about the real people that control the world, the real people that control the presidents. I don't care which, which man wears the suit. Uh, and honestly, I just think America is going to be finished one way or the other. Okay, you got one lunatic who wants us out of NATO. You got another lunatic who's expanding NATO, pissing Russia off even more. And there is nobody talking about peace or diplomacy. Nobody. Yeah, it's a good point you make there. If Trump was, you know, Trump said a lot of things back in 2016. I understood why people fell for them. I, I, I got it. I understood it because he said, he said really, you know, things that you, you, you would find it difficult to oppose. He said he wanted to pull America out of the forever wars. You know, that America right. shouldn't be the world policeman and all of that bollocks. And, you know, people bought into it because they really desperately wanted to buy into it. You're absolutely right. And it was a lie then. It's, a, uh, yeah. it's an absolute and lie look now. look at how many people in the so-called alternative media fell for his stories. Oh, everybody, more or less. And jumped on his bandwagon because, oh, he was going to reopen, you know, he's going to reopen 9-11. He was going to release the uh, Kennedy Papers, which are still not released 60 years later. Uh, and I couldn't believe that people would believe a stone-cold liar, because the man's been a stone-cold liar his entire life. Uh, but I guess the rest of the country did not know what he really was. But now they're finding out every day. I mean, this guy's got more lawsuits against him than I could keep track of, Richie. 
fair enough. Now, many of them will be spurious and they will be brought by people who just hate him. And they will be people who don't know the things we know. They, they don't know it's a rigged game. They don't know that it doesn't matter who the president is. The two-party system is an elite construction and it's an agenda construction. We know this. But many people won't. Many people who are Democrat supporters, who really believe in it, they think he's the devil. So a lot of the stuff being brought against him is politically motivated. I suppose some of it, or or, or, or a lot of it, is, is genuine. Because, right. th- because the guy is a scumbag. I mean, I mean right. they won't know that many of... Trump should have ended up in the ghetto in the 1970s and 1980s. But he was repeatedly bailed out by, by, by banksters. Um, uh, uh, Crown Corporation banksters, Israeli banksters, um, some of the historic banking families, Oppenheimer, Warburg. We know we, we know these families. Uh, ba- right. b- bail them out, absolutely. But you can't say well, it to people. We'll have to see who's yeah. going to bail him out for the four hundred fifty-four million dollars he owes so far, uh, which he has to post that bond. He only has thirty days to do it. Uh, and then he's got, you know what, I don't know, $88 million that he owes to E. Jean Carroll. And this is without his other cases that haven't even begun yet. Uh, so the guy's supposedly a multimillionaire, but he asked for a 30-day extension, which you don't do, okay? Uh, what does he need the extension for? And then the next thing, the most ridiculous thing I've seen in the three-quarters of a century I've been alive, Richie, is a president hawking sneakers at a sneaker con. <laughs> I mean, you can't make this stuff up. Do you know what I'm saying? But, but here's my question for you. Maybe it is made up. Now, it's a theory of mine that nobody agrees with. I think Trump was a creation of the deep state to re-engage people in, in getting back involved again with politics and geopolitics. I think the internet had been very successful, or people had used it successfully, yourself included, and and many of the people we've met over the years, to show people that politics is just one big illusion. You know, that it the, politics is the greatest asset, really, of the agenda, of, of, of the architects of the agendas. So I think people were waking up to it. And I think Trump right. Trump was given to them by... Entities who wanted people to get back involved again, because I think the biggest fear of the architects of the agenda, the hidden hand, is apathy, because apathy can often lead on to people asking very serious questions. And Trump was manna from heaven, because it's like one big massive, it's like Dallas or Dynasty, isn't it really? It's one big massive soap opera, every day on the news. What's the next chapter, you know? Oh, there's right. Trump well, again. What it's done here, yeah. Richie, is it's turned a lot of people off. You think so? You know, a, a lot of the people I talk to, they don't watch the news anymore. They just don't want to hear it anymore. Well, that's a good thing. Uh, and I think that that's a good thing, you know, especially when they say I'm the only news show they listen to, which makes me feel good because, you know, I give them the truth and I, of course, throw in a lot of humor and sarcasm because yeah. otherwise you go nuts in this world. I'm like, oh my God, do we have Al Bundy, the shoe salesman now running for president? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I thought Al Bundy was more intelligent. Talking about agenda, not a one of them, and you could see it. Uh, they have done absolutely nothing for we, the American people, except take away our rights, put women down, put minorities down, blame everything on migrants. 
uh, and not pass one bill that helps us. You know, now we have the fourth, the fourth dumbest state in America. Look it up. That's how they rank Alabama, who now says that an embryo in a Petri dish is a child. You can't make up the insanity in this country, but I go back, Richie, you know, at the beginning, you introduced me as the person that, you know, pretty much started the first internet show. One of the very first shows I did 24 years ago was on dominionism and that these people, these evangelicals and, you know, Christian nationalists, their goal is biblical rule in America. And when you look at the Supreme Court taking away women's right to choose, now they want to take on contraception. Now they're going to tell you an embryo, frozen embryo, is a child. Uh, you could see where this is heading. It's going to make it makes Handmaid's Tale look like a walk in the park or a prediction. Yeah, and and, and this is why I believe most of this is scripted. Because I, right. I and, and I, I yeah, rights, transgender, transgender people's rights, you know, sooner or later, I try to tell people sooner or later, they come for all of us. So if you don't care about the one, there'll be nobody to care when it's your turn. You see, when I, when, when I hear the transgender stuff, I, I think, again, this is classic divide and conquer. Now, I, I, I know, would you believe I know quite a few transgender men, um, not not trans, transgender transgender women, and I know a transsexual woman, um, who's had the surgery. When I say no, um, I, I know the 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 woman uh, through the radio show, um, but uh -huh. I know I know some trans people that I've known for years, and a lot of the older trans people they don't understand what's going on because they say there is no real attack on the rights of trans people. You know we've lived as women um, for years, we might be an object of curiosity for some people, but we've generally tended to get on and we've been left alone. They see something else going on here with this claim that trans people are under attack everywhere. In my experience, well, we they're had, not. We just had, I don't know if the story made it over to your yeah. side of the pond, but we just had a 16-year-old non-binary, and, and, and I want to get into that a little bit longer, but a 16-year-old non-binary girl uh, who was beaten basically to death by other girls in a school bathroom. Uh, so, yeah, the attacks in this country are real. Okay? Well, well that's all awful. The way back to Matthew Shepard. Yeah. And look at today, you know, people getting punched out for wearing a yarmulke. Okay, a man was attacked in New York because he was wearing a yarmulke. The guy that attacked him called him a filthy Jew. Uh, you've got people, you know, dressing like they might be Muslim who are also being attacked. Jews in America now are terrified. Uh, I mean, the list goes on and on. And all of this in just the handful of the past 10 years. So yeah. you got to look at what's the common denominator. It was Trump and his lying Supreme Court filled with perjurers. Because the three idiots that he put on the court that Leonard Leo told him to, and if people are not familiar with the name Leonard Leo, look it up in the Federalist Society, because that's who picks your presidents and that's who picks your Supreme Court, uh, talk about dark money and uh, deep state. Uh, 
when he put those three liars who said they weren't going to touch Roe versus Wade because it was, you know, precedent law and all yeah, that crap. Sacrosanct, that was yeah. the first thing they did. And Trump's been bragging all along, almost every day in every one of his speeches, I'm the one that killed Roe versus Wade. Well, he basically killed the Republican Party at the same time. And and I imagine Trump has paid for many an abortion over the years. I would imagine he has done. Oh, um, sure. it, so, so here's the thing, right? So... The, the non-binary girl being attacked and killed is disgusting. It's beyond horrible. Any man or woman being attacked based on their ethnicity or their religious um, or their religious beliefs, that's horrendous. Now, I don't just interrupt me just yet. I still like to believe, not because I'm naive, that these are still very isolated examples. However, I'm going to, I'm going to say this, but I also believe that this is classic, again, divide and conquer and problem, reaction, solution. This is being driven by the agenda, isn't it? Because, because Absolutely. Yeah, because while we're, while we're arguing over gender or race or arguing over Gaza and Israel and all of that and arguing over Trump versus Biden, we're exactly where they want us to be and they're bringing in, based on their lies about how you know, based on their lies about viruses and their lies about climate and everything else, they're bringing in this dystopian, horrible, transhumanist agenda um, while we're distracted by identity mm. politics. And, and can I just bring you back to something I wanted to ask you? Because yeah. I know organised religion is something you've discussed your entire career and you've, you, 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 I know where you are on it. But I do also know that you do believe that this is some sort of spiritual uh, battle, some sort of esoteric, um, non-human battle. There's something else going on that outside of the physical, outside of that which we can see. You believe that influences, or that people are being influenced by by non-human entities, which again, if you're right, and you know, and you've been researching this for most of your adult life, and again, we know people who um, have done great work on this as well. I don't know if you're right, but I'm very interested in it. If you are right, it makes all of this stuff completely irrelevant and a waste of time, doesn't it? Well, in a way, but we're also watching the puppets that are being puppeteered either through, I don't know, they sold their soul, some kind of an agreement, some kind of uh, uh, something promised to them, we're looking at their puppets that are doing the dirty work who actually think somehow they're going to survive what's coming, but they won't. And it doesn't matter if, you know, if they build their underground bases and whatever to hide, you know, from whatever's coming. But I do believe that there's been a war on for the human soul for a very long time. And now it's almost at its apex. So as long as they can keep us, like you said, fighting each other, how can where will we find the time to get educated and take the fight where it belongs? But even people like you and people like me, both of us are guilty of falling for it. Both of us. I'm going to accuse you, Jacques, as the French would say, and you, you, <laughs> you, you go back, you go right back and accuse me. We do because we get wound up by Trump and Biden. We get wound up by that idiot uh, DeSantis in Florida. We get well, wound we up by. We have to. We we present the news. Okay, we have to get, you know, we have to get excited about it. Who's going to listen to us if, 
you know, if we're talking in a dull drone voice like yeah. this without any emotion. Yeah. But I've told you and my audience, because my audience worries about my mental health. Uh, as soon as my show is over and all that flailing is done, I go right back to my regular life. You know, I get in the shower, I go and uh, I go to the gym, I go to the grocery, I do what I need to do. I don't spend my whole day and night thinking about this. Why would I? Yeah. It's hard enough preparing for the show and delivering it. I don't want that crap stuck to me while I'm living my life. I do what I do as a public service. But you know what? All the things I warned people about 25, 45 years ago is happening now. It's happening now, yeah. So, you know, at the time I was the crazy conspirator. I was the crazy whatever. So many nicknames called me. Not None of them pleasant. <laughs> Uh, but today, I just say, well, what do you want me to do now? All I could do now is cover the events that I told you were coming 25, 35 years ago. And put and put them in context, yeah, in terms of the bigger yeah. picture. Put them in but, context, yeah. Right. But, you know, listen, this is, believe me, you know it. You do it the same as I do, Richie. This is a labor of love, okay? If I didn't love people... Do you think I would spend so much time trying to educate them so that they don't fall into these traps and pitfalls so they can have a happier, healthier life just by listening to some of the other shows? You know, because I don't just do news shows. You know, I do spiritual shows. I do environmental shows, natural healing shows. Uh, I like to share all my education and all my experience with anyone that's willing to listen. I don't waste my time talking to people that want to argue because there's plenty of other people that will argue with them. I don't want to. I don't have time for that. And I'm sure you do it too. You don't wake up in the morning and say, oh, boy, I can't wait to blast out the news on my show. <laughs> not, not these days. No, I don't. No, it's becoming, it's becoming increasingly difficult. We're seeing some very strange things happening here that should really – alert people and should stir people but rather yeah. than alert them or stir them it seems to just kind of act more like quicksand and, and just kind of mire them even further into the false reality you know the belief that I mean what, what's happening here at the moment Maria is the media in this country is is handing the citizens of the UK it's giving them fake heroes like Tommy the Tit Robinson and Lee Anderson, all of these Trump-type people, you know, people who claim to be Zionists and claim to be fighting the deep state when, in fact, they are the deep state. And people are swallowing it, like they're jumping all over it and grabbing onto it with two hands. And it's so depressing to see that. I mean, how many times do you have to be fooled by a hero that has been given to you by your, by your real enemy how many times will you be given a fake hero before you eventually stop falling for fake heroes? And this, this drives me crazy. It keeps me up nights, you know? Well, everybody wants a hero, okay? It reminds me of a Tina Turner song. Yeah. Uh, you know, everybody wants a hero, but nobody wants to be a hero. Okay, there yeah. are no heroes. There are no aliens. There are no angels. There is no Jesus coming to save us, Okay. We are the ones that have to do the work. We incarnated here at this time specifically 
to be a part of what's going on here and for the fight. And it is a fight. Uh, instead of fighting each other, we need to fight the powers that be. Do you know something? Maybe Jesus will turn up one day. I was, uh, I was, they'd murder him immediately at the border in this country. Well, they, 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 they might very well try, I'll give you that. A friend of mine presented me with a beautiful King James Bible um, about six months ago. And I'm a lapsed Catholic. I don't need to explain that to you, of all people. You know exactly what I'm talking about because you've, right. you, you've been that soldier. But um, I've been reading it from time to time. And it's beautiful the message in, in the New Testament. It's absolutely wonderful. It's, um, right. isn't it? I mean, it, it is a blueprint well, yeah, for life. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, you've got you know, a whole book of poetry and Psalms, but, you know, let's look at the New Testament. Look at Revelations. That's the New Testament. And Revelations is the, I think, the book of the Bible that has made the evangelicals and Christian nationalists more crazy than they already are because they don't understand the Bible was written for a different time in history that already happened. Uh, so they still want their rapture. They still want their Armageddon. You know, they still want, you know, the plagues and all the rest of it. Uh, and I remember as a kid, the book of Revelation scared the crap out of me. And I just, I had to go to one of the elders and say, I, I don't believe this. And they were like, why not? I said, because the Bible says God is love. Yeah, I that's said, right. So God is love. I, I can't believe any of the rest of this. And I know some Christians who are very, very bright people. They're not evangelical. They're, they're not in any way mm -hmm. um, extreme in any way. They're, they're always very moderate in their approach. And they would, they might argue with you and say that what we're witnessing at the moment is a version of some of the stories told in, in, in the um, book of Revelation. That's what we're seeing, these heinous things that people are doing to one another. I saw some videos on Twitter that I wish I'd never seen. I'll never be able to unsee them. Uh, but I understand why people posted them. You know, these Pictures of babies in Gaza. I mm -hmm. mean, that's Book of Revelation stuff, isn't it? I mean, that's inhumanity that I, could, I couldn't previously have imagined that somebody could do that to somebody else. So there are those who, they're Christians, they have a great love um, for God and their faith is very important to them, but they're not your crazy cowboy evangelicals. And they think that the Book of Revelation, um, you can tie... You can directly tie some of the verses, some of the chapters, some of the wording, some of the phrasing to, to some of the events we're witnessing right now. That's all I'm saying. I'm not endorsing oh, yeah, that. And I'm yeah. sure there are plenty of other books, whether they're science fiction or whatever, that, you know, or George Orwell or, uh, you know, uh, people like that, Brave New World, that also predict are very predictable of what's going on today. Yeah, but the Bible so was written a long time ago. Necessarily, it's got to be one book. Uh, what I think most people really ignore is what's going on with the planet. How many species are, are we losing? Yeah. Uh, you know, how many bug populations? You know, monarch butterflies down 50%. Uh, what's going on in the oceans? The, the currents reversing, uh, you know, the, the ice melts or the radioactive waste they just found in hundreds of barrels buried off uh, Los Angeles. Uh, 
to me, it's a, it's a man-made Armageddon because we are constantly polluting our own web of life. I, and I think, and I shouldn't use this word because I'm agnostic. I don't know what I believe about Satan or otherwise. But when you describe that, I don't believe that we can simply put it down to corporate greed. I really don't. I believe that's almost satanic. I believe that is deliberate. The death of life is deliberate to prepare people for a completely different way of living. They're deliberately... I mean, do you think a lot of that is coming from aluminium, barium and strontium? Is a lot of that coming from the skies? Killing butterflies and bees? Well, yeah. I mean, let's not leave out the chemtrails. You know, Australia now has said that they're thinking about putting the vaccine in aerosol form and just flying it over their people so everybody gets the vaccine. Has somebody and actually said this in Australia? Years, chemtrails are a perfect delivery system for anything because most people ignore them or think that they don't exist. Yeah. I, you know, here we had heavy, heavy spraying for about a week. And uh, I don't know if you have uh, the website next door in UK but it's where little communities can get together, discuss community things, you know, sharing, caring, all that crap. Yeah. Uh, but what I found was the first time, it's been years, decades for me, first time people were posting in my town, what are they doing to our blue skies every day? Well, that is positive, isn't it? What are they it? spraying on us? What can we do about it? Very okay? good. So I've been talking about chemtrails since the 90s. So it took 30 years for people to actually realize that this is happening. Yeah, and it is. Uh, it is at happening. least better late than never is my thought. Uh, but you look at that, the poisoning, deliberate poisoning of the soil. Remember, this one world disorder, reset, whatever you want to call it, they want us all dependent on the government for everything, every one of our needs, and all of it based on you know a digital credit system. Uh, and they're moving towards that. You know, here they're constantly pushing, you know, downsizing, downsizing into, you know, living in a, an empty trailer, a delivery trailer or your car or tiny homes or whatever. The 15-minute cities. I mean, they're going to try to make this look like it's a normal way for people to live while they end up controlling the food supply, the water, everything else. Uh, and, and here in America, and even my town, and all complaints I see too, everybody's raising their rates for everything. The electric company just put in for Same a twenty percent increase. Same here, yeah. The cost of food, uh, taxes on your property, even though your property's value didn't go up, uh, taxes are going up. They just passed another one percent sales tax in my town, which makes it ten percent. Okay. Uh, they want to tax and price people out of owning anything. And close every business in town down and, at the same and, time. And it will be, you know, one authoritarian lineup and uh, get your swill for the day. Uh, so, you know, and you know, of course, as always, America doesn't have money for its people, doesn't have money for the people of Lahaina doesn't have money, you know, to help people that are homeless, veterans, but we've got plenty of money for war. Billions for Ukraine, although the Republicans are stoning that in Congress, but billions um, for Israel, billions for the destruction of Yemen. Yeah, I could be here all day. All right. Well, you got, you know, a lot of people in Congress, uh, you know, have taken huge donations from Russia. 
So they're not going to be too quick to vote to help Ukraine, including the Speaker of the House, as I call him, MAGA Mike Johnson. Do we have any? He got caught with his hand in the Russian cookie jar. And only because he got caught, he said he returned the money. Right, but but you mentioned like lots of con- I'm not aware of lots of Congress people who have taken money from Russia. Oh, several of them have, and so has Trump. Russia has been bankrolling Trump since the '80s, uh, and there were very wonderfully done uh, videos by the Dutch of all people. Uh, they put out two do- uh, documentaries on Trump's connection to Russia, Russia banks, etc. Since the 80s. And you know what that convinced me, convinces me of? It convinces me of the thing I believe most. And that is every one of them is a puppet for this agenda. And that includes Vladimir Putin. It includes that Muppet in Kiev, um, Vladimir Zelensky. They are all controlled one way or another by the same hidden hand. That's what it tells me. Let me read a few comments. Um, Wiz reckons if Trump found a cure for cancer... Maria would still denounce him, says Wiz. And then he asks me to ask you where you get your claims from. But typically, he doesn't reference one of the claims. Um, I have challenged Maria regularly, uh, tonight and, and other nights. I don't know of any claim she's made about Trump that isn't true. Trump is a deep state puppet. He always was. He always will be. Uh, he's no different than the guy who's currently... Uh, sitting in the Oval Office, and that guy was no different than the guy that came before him, and so on, so on, right. so on. They well, all you know, Trump danced did to the same tune. In his campaigning in 2016, that he was going to cure cancer. Did he really? But he didn't. Okay. I don't remember. That was that. one of his claims. Okay. And I was like, listen, they throw so much shit against the wall in this country, hoping some of it will stick in people's minds. Uh, if they wanted to cure cancer, and I've been hearing that story for 70 years, 70 years of pink ribbons and you know raising money. Uh, if they really wanted to cure cancer, you don't think that they would? Cancer's big business in America. Our lives mean nothing to no one, okay? No lives matter, okay? Uh, and, and, you know, I've heard Biden say the same thing. You know, he's going to cure, you know, cancer. Everybody's going to cure everything. Uh, but the bottom line is they'll say whatever you, they think will tickle your ears to get in there. 100%. To me, you know, if Trump was smart... Doesn't matter which, which party. Yeah. What? I'm sorry. No, you're right. I'm saying it doesn't matter uh, what rosette they wear. It doesn't Trump's matter what color. Trump's biggest mistake was running for office. Had he not run for office, and by the way, had no intention of winning or wanting to be president. Why, why do, for him, it was marketing. Why do you say that? Why do you say he didn't want to win in 2016? Because he was super surprised that he did win. His wife burst out crying. They were not tears of happiness. Uh, you know, you listen to Michael Cohen, some other people close to him. He really had no expectation of winning. It was For him, everything he does is marketing. You know, from running for president to selling the most garish, ugliest sneakers I've ever seen in my life. Why would he run again then, if you're right? Why would he run a second time? Right now, he's running to stay out of prison. To pardon no himself. Other way. And he's going to, oh, he's a political dissident. He compared himself to Alexei Nalvani this week. <laughs> and unless he's been murdered in Russia, he can't compare himself. I have a feeling, and um, my feelings never come true, so nobody should put any money on this. But I, 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 have, I have a feeling that either Trump or Biden won't be alive in November. One of them is not going to be around. I agree 100%. Yeah. 
I agree 100%. Not, not naturally. I mean, listen, I know that a lot of your audience may think a lot of what I do is woo-woo, uh, but everything from his astrology to his cards to top psychics, everything in his, he has without a doubt the worst year of his life coming in 2024. So what he's already gone through, I don't even know how he hasn't had a mental nervous breakdown, maybe because he doesn't have a brain, but it's nothing compared to what, uh, how could we say, metaphysics has seen for him. And look at the. And I know a lot of people don't yeah. believe in that. No, I, I'm, I'm very. I, I agree with you 100. percent I don't. Yeah. I, I'm wondering which one will go first. I'm open-minded to it. I'm very open-minded to it. I, I look across. I, I mean, what a choice people have. So there you have. There is no choice. No, of we course not. No. The only place you get a choice is in a pizza store. You want yeah. the round pizza or you want the square pizza. <laughs> There's your choice. Uh, you look but, at Joe Biden. Listen, you look, I've seen this, Richie, since I was a little girl, you know, and when they killed Kennedy, that was the end. This country's been run by that secret cabal since they assassinated Kennedy. And every time the four-year cycle comes around, that same cabal hands you two choices. I mean, would you exactly. would you allow... Would you allow Joe Biden in a room alone with a young girl? I mean, Jesus Christ, no. Absolutely not. The guy... I wouldn't allow any of those dirty no. old men next no. to my, my kids. No. But it's not just even just those two. I mean, you know, and, and people still, you know, here, I mean, I don't know how many, how many more months it's going to take because they, we keep getting the promise that they're going to release... Uh, the list of people that, you know, were palling around with Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. Uh, and so far, you know, Bupkis. Uh, so, you know, I would think that would throw a monkey wrench in this election as well. Do you think it's okay. kind of weird that Bobby Kennedy took a flight with Epstein to look at fossils? I, well, what I find I smell interesting is there, Bobby is the only one that admitted to taking two flights with him. And he, by the way, he took it with his family and his children. Well, you know what Jewish people would say there, don't you? And you were bragging about this? That's what Jewish people would say. And you're bragging <laughs> about this? That you know? As a New Yorker, when somebody would say to me, I'm from yeah, New yeah. Jersey, I would say, and you're telling people this? You're telling people this, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Bobby Kennedy's an interesting one. It's, he's an interesting character, isn't he? Yeah, my fear is that his lack of experience with the dark forces, the dark people that run this world, uh, will only hurt him. Here's one they from... will eventually be able to control him. Yeah, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Here's Fred in the shed. Richie, can we have some more proof that Trump is slash was funded by Russia. And what does that mean exactly? Does Maria mean Russian business people, oligarchs who gave him some money? Because, says Fred, if there was any evidence, the Democrats would be all over it. Now, I well, am not I, a Trump well, supporter. I understand what Fred is saying. and They were actually called Dutch documentaries on Trump. They were on YouTube for quite a while, and then they got dumped. So I don't know if you can find it on one of the other subversive sites. So it might sites, be not. it might be bullshit then that he was given money by Russian oligarchs. Oh, no, no, they traced him to every Russian bank. I mean, listen, Russia's media itself said that they control Trump. Uh, his sons, you can Google this, and it'll come up. His sons, when they were rejected for some more loans in New York 
So we don't need New York banks because we get all the money we need from Russian banks. Both of his sons said that. And who runs these banks in Russia, do we know? Oh, I'm going to take a wild guess that all the banks are run by the Rothschild family. And I asked, uh, I had a Jewish guy on the show a few years ago, and he came on because he, he, he was fed up of the independent media. And he said a lot of the independent media is just a big bunch of anti-Semites. They blame the Jews for everything. He was a good lad. He came on. His name will come to me in a moment. And he said, we keep hearing about this, you know, spider's web influence of the Rothschilds. But he said, really, there's no evidence to link the Rothschilds to the World Bank or the International Monetary Fund. They're, the Rothschilds don't have anything to do with the, with the Bank of England, for example. They're just, these days, all they are is a ridiculously wealthy um, private banking, investment banking family. They might be repugnant people, but they're not really that involved in as much as we think. That's what he said. I'm going to give you the final word. Everybody's free to say whatever they want, but, you know, how do they explain the city of London? Yeah. The Crown Corporation. Right. And now, you know, I was looking in the news. It looks like the Pope might be going down his last his last mountain because he's been checked into the hospital. And I thought to myself, who are they going to pick to be the next one? And the, yeah. And that's the Pope we see. That's not, you know, the Pope we don't see. Maybe the next Pope will be Peter. Maybe there is a hero on the way to save us from this ah. madness. I'm not saying I uh, believe that. Can I read two more, three more quick comments, then I'll give sure. you the final word. By the way, you're listening to my great friend, Maria Heller. M-E-R-I-A, I know you know this, Maria.net. Um, thousands and thousands of hours of brilliant interviews and discussions going back to 1741. And um, not not quite that far back, um, but but great shows and very funny as well and and sarcastic and hilarious at times. Just a couple of quick ones. Um, Chris um, says backing up your theory, Richie. It seems Trump didn't win in twenty sixteen. He was installed. My reference for this is a chap called Mark Crispin Miller, who identifies and chronicles the total capture of the system in the US. That's Chris uh, Morell. Um, uh, let me just bring up another one. This one from Louise. And Louise says, Richie, can you ask Maria again about um, the proof that there's that the Aussies want to spray vaccine in the future? Where did you get that from? I did ask you, but you moved on to something else. Where did I you get that, that from? I got that off one of my news sites. Uh, but I'm sure if you go, you know, if you Google Australia... Uh, who's, by the way, being sued for a lot of vaccine damage. Uh, It'll show up somewhere. Uh, But I don't remember exactly where, but it's it's predictable. Uh, So you're going to have to do a little homework on it because, you know, once I do my news shows, I can't keep all the... All the news on my computer or my no, computer. No, I, I get you. A long time ago. I've got. By a- the way, Richie, Mark Crispin Miller is an excellent, excellent writer and journalist. I've had him on my show even in the early days, and he was great. Very good. I didn't uh, know so that. So I wouldn't discount what he. No, has no, not at all. I don't know very much about him, but it's it's an interesting theory that mm-hmm. that he's put forth that that Trump was basically installed. I, I, of course, would be open to the claim that any president or prime minister was installed because, in my opinion, they are. They're there to deliver the agenda. 
and um, you know, under the disguise of democracy, but the agenda never changes, whichever oh, no. whichever politician the is doesn't in. Doesn't change. I mean, look, even Kennedy. You know, when when Kennedy won, there was a lot of a lot of shenanigans in that election. Okay, but what they didn't count on when they installed Kennedy was that he would have a change of heart, and when he did, they knew he had to go. Yeah, he wanted to. Get rid you of look the at Jimmy Carter. Yeah. Okay, Jimmy Carter, way ahead of his time. All right, right away was it the seventies? He's putting solar panels on the White House. He was aware of what needed to be done, uh, even though they picked his cabinet, which kind of really, you know, uh, handcuffed him in a lot of ways, loading it with, you know, people from the Council on Foreign Relations. Uh, they got rid of Jimmy in in one, just one season. That was it. He was gone. Uh, and now you have the buffoon, the orange demon from hell, who is making fun of Jimmy Carter on his way out. Okay, the man is dying, and he still made a nasty remark when he was attacking Biden, saying that compared to Biden, Jimmy Carter is brilliant. Yeah, but that's strong like, well, stick, isn't it? The old guy's been in hospice for a year, and this pig has to go and throw a dig at Jimmy Carter. Yeah. Which could be because Jimmy exposed the apartheid regime in Israel, which he was also demonized for when he wrote his book about apartheid in Israel, uh, because nobody wants the truth. Jimmy Carter said that the election of 2016 was not legitimate, that Trump didn't win legitimately, and Jimmy Carter worked in election integrities group for I don't know how many decades. Um, well, we'd have to question Jimmy's the, judgment you now. Want to believe Trump won? Yeah, so but if Jimmy, listen, hang on. Believe whatever you want, but I believe. Yeah, but if Jimmy was a Hillary Clinton supporter, we'd have to have serious questions for Jimmy about his judgment, wouldn't we? Well, we could, that we could always blame on his age. We could blame that on his but, age, yeah, because uh, I mean, I if if you gave me a choice between Trump. Biden and Hillary Clinton for the next four years and I had no choice even knowing everything I know I'd flip a coin between Trump and Biden and chuck Hillary Clinton into the uh, into the Hudson River I mean there I is don't a- know. I don't think I don't think we would be in as bad a shape I know this is you know I'm no fan of Hillary but I think had she become president instead of Trump at least women in this country wouldn't be in as bad shape as we are hmm We'll pick this yeah. up another day on Hillary because I think right, they've listen, I, I've covered her child trafficking. This is a trial. Yeah, boring. she. I mean, she's basically run a child trafficking ring, hasn't she, with her husband? Well, you think not? The rest of them aren't part of it. No, no, I'm not saying that. But I mean, the dance of seven veils with Jeffrey Epstein looking yeah. at which twelve-year-old he's going to molest that night. Yeah, um, I mean, when I was a kid, I used to believe that you had to have moral character, moral standing, and be uh, an example for young people to run for office. Today, everybody runs for office because they all want to become a, a TV star. Of course. Or a movie star. I've never seen such ridiculousness Well, in they, my life. they don't have the talent to become famous through any other um, endeavor, so politics is the best bet. I've got 40, not even 40 seconds, before I've got to get out. It always flies by. Thanks for coming on today. It's brilliant. Um, when you come on, I love having you on. I love the back and forth. Um, we'll do it again next month with your permission. Maria sure, M-, M. Always always good to be here. That's and brilliant. I don't take offense at your listeners, and I hope they don't take offense not at, at all, me. Not at all. All I can ask people to do is do some homework. Well, it's the reason I invite you on, because we 
not 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 just our listeners, but you and I, obviously, are different people and we see things differently. So it's good. It's good for my listeners to hear um, an educated and uh, different point of view. Maria.net's the website. You could do a lot worse than subscribe to Maria's program. Uh, the Maria Heller Show airs daily and with just the most amazing guests. I can't recommend it highly enough. Thanks, as always, my friend. Until next time. It's bye for Thank now. Thank you, Richie. You have a great week. Thanks, Maria. You too. Uh, the great Maria Heller live on Wednesday's Richie Allen Show. That's it for the programme. I've got to get out. Thanks for listening. It'll be available on the usual podcast channel soon enough. Closing out today with some Bob Dylan. Until tomorrow, it's bye for me. Bye now.